on Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Hello, hello, and welcome to Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. just giving you the real when it comes to love, relationships, sex. We love it. (laughs) And tonight, we're continuing our conversation on May-December relationships, and we're talking about the pros of May-December relationships. And then I had a few more cons or things that I feel like people need to think about um, when they're entering into these relationships with older men or older women, and just how it can affect your life. But it doesn't necessarily have to be all bad because we talked last week about how or two weeks ago about how Celine Dion she had a great relationship with her husband and they had a huge age gap so it can work it's nothing wrong with them mm-hmm. so we're going to also talk about our juicy topic of the night and then we got some political news about Kanye West y'all and so, hey, Gigi girl, I didn't even welcome you. So I'm Miss Mika Nicole, and then we have our Gigi. Hey, hey girl. How you hey, doing? Hi. I'm good. How are you? You know what, girl? I am doing okay. We have been dealing with, in our household, because oh, y'all know this is flu season, mm-hmm. and my daughter had a sinus infection last week, so that's why we didn't have a show last week. My Wife, she ended up being sick last week. She's still sick this week now. So we are just trying to get over all these colds and hopefully we're nearing the end of it. Thankfully, I have not been sick. I've been trying to stay clear good, and stay ahead of this thing because being pregnant and sick is is, is a whole nother... animals so actually about three months two months ago I got sick from Dakota's cold and Mm -hmm. when I tell y'all it was oh my goodness it was it almost took me like I it was just hard to even get out of bed some days so as I said this time I'm gonna do my best I'm gonna take care of them but I'm keeping these sheets clean Mm-hmm. I am wearing my mask and whatever I need to do to keep myself from getting sick from them. And now there's my wife is sleeping in a separate room just Aww. to keep us from getting sick. I know it's been a mess. But anyway, how you being girl? I don't sit up here in the toe air out my whole one. You had to get it out. That's all. Okay, I had to get it out, y'all. I don't want y'all to know we ain't forgot about y'all last week. So just forgive us. Go ahead, girl good you know what these storms like you said you know i suffer from migraines so sometimes the storms will really attack me and so the headaches will be bad but the nausea that comes with it is just and then i don't want to eat and i'll be always like you lost more weight and i'm like i actually have a down three more pounds because it's just i just can't eat when these headaches these 
it's a bad season for me. That's all. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, once we get through the, it's it's always the transition from summer to fall mm-hmm. that makes you know that people become the sickest because yes. you're not. It's it's like the weather is up and down. You have cold mornings, warm afternoons. Yeah. So it, it once we get through this season get through the first part of fall and deeper into it, things will start to level out. So I hope so. Honey. I hope For so. All of us. <laughs> I know, right? So we're going to go ahead and go into this Kanye West girl. Talk to me. What is oh. going on with him now? I real quick, I just got mm-hmm. to I swear Kanye West is a just, I love Kanye West, but I do think that he knows how to ruffle feathers and he knows how to get you talking about him and I think that's what he just does best this is what he does me and my daughter-in-law and my spouse got into it because the two of them <laughs> love them some Kanye West and granted he was never just a big thing for me I like some of his music but he was never my daughter-in-law actually wear them funny looking space shoes and Yeezy <laughs> oh my goodness and my spouse she loves his music so for me hearing the things that he has said that whole walking around with Candace Owen with the shirt white lives matter I was livid and so they're sitting up here saying to me oh you know he's just being uh, himself and you know he doesn't believe that that's not how he meant it I said I had to tell both of them Stop trying to make excuses about what you think people are saying and believe what they say. If that's not what you mean, then don't put it out your mouth. And I don't want excuses of you trying to decipher his meaning behind something he didn't know. That's not how we go through life. You need to believe the things that people say. And that's just it. So for me, I don't know. You know, I get that he has some mental illness. So that part, I understand. And I also feel like he's being used in ways by media, by those around him because of his mental illness. But you still have to take accountability for the things that you do. Okay. So like you said, he likes the attention. He And the thing is, it's dangerous because he can reach millions, right? So oh, he does reach millions. Yes. And the fact that the things that he says, this thing that he said about George Floyd, now, see, now the family want to sue him. And you should have learned when we think about, oh, what's well, what did he say, girl? You got to tell people because everybody don't read that stuff. Okay. So let, let, let me <laughs> let y'all know what he said. Okay. So the Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> what did the Kanye say? Kanye and George Floyd. So he said that George Floyd died of fentanyl, <laughs> that he did not really have a knee or foot or anything on his neck. Now, I, why he would say that, I do not know. I Again, it's like one day after the next, he's just bouting out stuff out his face and all through with his fingers and just... It's not right at all because these are families' lives that are being affected by the things that you say. George Floyd's death, we all know, was murder, right? (laughs) These people, these cops are in jail. 
for what he they did to him. So this is not something to laugh about. It's not, and for you to try to change the narrative of some drug overdose thing, no, that is not fact. It is not. So. Um, and there was some fentanyl found in his system, but the coroner did rule his death as asphyxiation yeah. due to right. the, the need to his neck. So I'm not sure why he said it, but from what I was reading, he was saying that he felt like the cops gave him fentanyl and that is what killed him. And so I don't know. Kanye is, again, I feel like he's a walking political billboard. And he, yeah. he enjoys this controversy, it seems. <laughs> but to me, he has always been a genius in his music. And I do think that in some ways he has some type of message, but I just don't know if it's always understood and or executed properly right? Mm -hmm. in some of his messages. So we're going to move on. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That Kanye was funny. Okay. (laughs) That Kanye Kanye was funny. So moving on, I wanted us to talk about the juicy topic of the day because it relates to uh, made it some relationships so this woman she wrote in on buzzfeed for an advice <laughs> line and she says this is what she says y'all she says hey so me and my boyfriend have been together for a little over six months and living together for one month before we got together i regularly saw first let me take this back because I think six months, being you have only been together for six months, I think that's too soon to be living together. I think it's too soon to live together. Because six months is when you really get, that's really when you're starting to get a little bit comfortable in your relationship. You're learning who this individual is. You mm-hmm. are now, their true personality is starting to come out. And now you get a chance to really make a choice on what you want to do moving forward. But then again, that's not my life. (laughs) Somebody else's life. But I think six months is really quick to live with somebody. Um, You know, the lesbians move in after the second date. (laughs) Girl, I know. And I think that's crazy. Even with Chase and I, we dated for two, well, we were friends for a year. Then we dated for a year. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we moved in. You did it the way that... The way that I try to advise my clients to do it. (laughs) Okay. So it says, before we got together, I regularly saw sugar daddies and they were my primary source of income while I attend graduate school. When we started dating, he asked me to stop seeing them. I did not. And he caught one sending money to me. I told him it won't happen again. I've moved to another state and started a new job to be with him. And it's awesome. I found out that my job pays pretty poorly, especially compared to what I was making before. First off, let me start over again. Let me me stop myself again. How did you not know what your job was paying before you moved to this new state to take the job? I'm not taking the job. Girl, when I read that, I was thinking, what? Knowing that I'm not making what I was making. So I started seeing sugar daddies again. I make roughly an $800, an extra $800 a week. And I can afford to do things together and equally split things without worrying. He has a good job. It makes about $2,000 more a month than me. I don't see sugaring as a fun time. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I think of it as work. I always use protection, would never put him at risk. Do you think he will ever understand if I told him? <sighs> mm. That is something else. She oh, didn't write this to me, y'all. She wrote this to Stephen <laughs> at BuzzFeed. <laughs> okay. But so, Miss Mika, what, she, what would your response be if you was answering this? Well, my response is this. I feel like, again, you, you all know that I'm very sex positive. So I feel like it's your body. Do what you want to with it, as long as you're protecting yourself and as long as you're not putting yourself in dangerous situations, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're protecting yourself, doing all of that, and this is what you want to do, that's your life. There's nothing, I can't speak on that. But as far as you're in a relationship with someone else, that's right. you're being dishonest. Dishonesty right. is a form of cheating. Yeah. And you can't build a healthy foundation with your partner if you're going to continue to lie about sleeping with other people mm. and even no matter how safe we are, we still know there is a chance. Comments mm. break. <laughs> yes. You know, the mm. only foolproof way of not getting the STD is no sex no. at all. That's right. <laughs> or, or if y'all are really taking the time to go and be tested together and all that, I'm sure you're not doing all that. So for me, I think that she needs to come clean. Mm-hmm. that she's still doing this and it allow him to make a choice on if he wants to remain in that relationship with someone who sleeps with other people now right. he doesn't have the, the the right to tell you not to not to mm-hmm. this is your body you're in control of your own body but he has a right to say if this is something he's willing to put up with or not and i'm agreeing with everything you just said when i read this i was thinking okay this is what you want to do, well, that's on you. But you're mm-hmm. taking away his, the same way you had a choice and you decided to make it, you're taking that away from him. Because yeah. you're saying, okay, well, I'm doing me and and I'm doing me with him. Well, when does he get a choice? When does he get to speak up for his choices and then have any input into what you're doing since you guys are saying you're a couple? Once you decided, to me, once you decided to move in together, you should have told him before that because now you didn't took it to a whole. Well, she stopped. She stopped. She just started again after she moved in with him. Right, but that's what I'm saying. When she decided to move back, when they when she moved wherever, well, she said they moved out of the state. She moved somewhere else and decided. Right. When but she she started doing it again after she realized in their new place. That she was not making the money that she was hoping to make. She should have told him when she's decided that she was going to start over. I agree. Period. Because he could have made a decision. Uh, I don't even understand. What? Didn't she say she in grad school? So you're telling me you can't make enough money to subsidize that $800 that you're saying you're making with Girl, the, $800 a with week, the education you have up but she's to in, the graduate degree? So I'm trying to understand now. So she's making an extra $3,200 a month and she's still in grad school. So she hasn't gotten that that master's degree yet. So in her what I'm hearing. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. I mean, she can definitely do other things. Yeah, she can do other things. She ain't finna make no $800 a week though doing those other things. (laughs) And that is what is about. I think we get caught up in the fast 
quick money. Money. Yes. Large amount. You're mm-hmm. making large amounts of money quickly. Yeah. And that is what's going on in this particular situation. She's like, I'm making this 800 a week. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not stopping sugaring, as she calls it. <laughs> sugaring. <laughs> oh, goodness. And it's basically, it's just prostitution. <laughs> you know, when you, that's really, it. that's what it is. It's prostitution. That's it. That's it. Oh, put Lord. some sugar on that all she wants it's still the same thing it is still the same thing uh, it's really just prostituting in a, in a oh goodness so anyway let's go on <laughs> so we're going to talk about the pros of mated summer relationships so we have some of them include less drama I agree with that to a certain extent but they were saying less drama is because a lot of times these people have already, the older person has already gone through life issues, right? So they've already been struggling. They've already, you know, established their life. So they have, for the most part, most of them have established their life. They have the finances together, they have the house, they have the car. They're good. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of coming in and now you don't have to worry about the financial stress that you have with somebody you're just starting out with in your 20s or or sometimes in your 30s and building that life with that person you just kind of come into somebody who's already got their shit together basically yes um that's true and then they also they had a level of maturity Mm -hmm. so they're not dealing with a lot of bs which i think makes sense i think that's the to me maybe that's the best part of that if they have truly mature because some we already know age does not mean maturity right so it's just not mean maturity (laughs) (laughs) truly mature in themselves then yes that would be the, the best part of that because they would be able to give you different aspects of things and be able to, I guess, I don't want to say teach you, but you would hope in any relationship that somebody is teaching you something, bringing something into your life as you are bringing into theirs, right? So that they would be able to bring a whole different aspect because they have lived longer, experienced more, and all of their maturity and the people that they have around them are, can be feeding into you those. So now you could be like a, older soul in some way like you mm-hmm. have been gaining all of these different facets of life in different I don't know different areas right yeah. and, and yeah. the years that you're gaining because their friends would be older so now well, you're not only getting their friends could be older that's true and, and it makes me think about this you and I have a May December friendship ah, <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes, we do. And I have we learned I, we have different experiences that mm-hmm. contribute to this friendship that helps it work. Yeah. I've learned a lot from you. You learn some things from me. So you're right that maturity and the experience mm-hmm. that the older person can bring to your life can make a really big difference. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't call me old now. <laughs> I ain't call you old girl. I said May December. That don't mean you old. <laughs> um, May December yeah. is not about being old. May December is about having a significant age difference. Mm. That's more than five years, <laughs> you know. So five years, okay, that's nothing. But if it's a little bit oh, it's over five years, then it's like, okay, you you got 
a little yeah, bit I, more ex- I, life experience than than mm-hmm. you know that young. And you have different, has. and you have different life experience. So I love because I love listening to the things you did in college and the people that you. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, you're right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you even think about, like, not in our case, I'm just saying in general, Mm -hmm. when you think about made civil relationships, the decade differences. How, because y'all both have probably went to college, but that person Mm -hmm. went to college, you know, in the 90s, you went to college (laughs) in, you know, the mid 2000s or something. It is just a whole different experience things have changed you know so it's just yeah a a maturity makes a difference okay Mm -hmm. so the next one is less self-absorption basically these people they know that love is more about it's not just about what's on the outside it's Mm -hmm. about what's on the inside too they are less likely to worry about like the superficial things and they want to cherish what's on the inside they're not worried about well you got a big booty you got big breasts you got you know they're not worried about all that. They're like, okay, I don't see big booty, big titties before all my life. That's not what I'm into right now. I'm into somebody who can give me good conversation, who understands me, who listens to me, who cares about my feelings, who shows me empathy. They're looking for what's on the inside. Yeah. They're looking for substance, something that's substance. more than all of that aesthetic stuff that they know eventually will <laughs> disappear. Will go right? away, right? Exactly. Because it does go away. Now, there are some people I do feel that try to reclaim their youth Through and you. reclaim the things that they could not do in their mm-hmm. younger days. By dating someone younger. So it's like, I'm going to live through you. I'm going to live vicariously through you. And Mm -hmm. that's somebody we know that's not being mature, right? That's not emotionally mature enough to meet your emotional needs. So we don't want to deal with those types of people. It's not about, oh, I'm here to, I'm 50 and, you know, I'm going to date a 25 year old just so I can feel validated again. No, Mm -hmm. no games. Someone who's establishing life normally, they're less likely to date around. And they're looking for something more stable. They're not trying to like, oh, I'm just dating this girl, that girl. I'm having sex with this person. I'm having sex with this man. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. No, they're really looking to be settled down again or again or for the first time if they if they just haven't had a chance because they've been working or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they normally don't waste a lot of time. It's like, yeah, we date. We get to know each other. And you know what, girl, we wanted to move forward with something. I'm not trying to just date around with you. Does that make sense? Yes. I was right now, I was thinking about, I was thinking as you're saying that because the older ones are in a different space and place in their lives. Well, yes, <laughs> the December. <laughs> and, but what about the younger? Like I was just thinking, they want that too, but you, I wonder, are they more susceptible to, because they haven't experienced these things, are they more susceptible to being leered out of the relationship? Because, you know, I've watched in some movies where you see a couple together in that aspect and he is faithful and he's excited about the relationship and going forward with it. And then it's the other one that, the young one that actually is the one that steps out. So you would think, that that might not happen, sometimes it could still happen. 
this is what I think happened in those particular situations. I think there is a way to be a person that's not about games and wants stability, but still know how to have fun, still know how to go out, still know mm-hmm. how to enjoy their lives. It doesn't mean because I'm 50 or 55 or 60 or whatever that I don't know how to have a good time, you know, right. or I don't want to have a good time. There are some women out here who still, and then their 50s and 60s love to go dancing. They will go to a lounge or a club or to a nice spot. So it's just about changing. You may not want to go to the club with with 20-year-olds, but you may have to go to a club where it's like a middle ground between the two of you. And it may be like a loungy type of place where you can still hear good music, but you can still sit down if you want to. (laughs) You don't have to (laughs) sit up on your feet all night dead for the party. And you don't have to worry about people smoking and drinking, like smoking weed in the club and, you know, doing all the stuff that some of the younger club environments do. So it's a way, it doesn't mean just because they're mature, they're more stable, doesn't mean that they can't have fun. It's just, and that's some of the things too. If you're dating someone, period, whether that person, your age, older, younger, whatever, you have to make sure y'all got things in common. Mm -hmm. If you know that you're a person that likes to go out and party and have a good time, you may not want to date a person that you know is a homebody, whether they are older and a homebody or younger in a homebody or your age in a homebody. You got to make sure you're finding somebody that is fitting the things that you like to do too. But then also we got to learn too. When do we sit the hell down? Because a lot of times. <laughs> you know what? Because I think people think if I'm not still moving, then I'm going to die. Like it's okay to just sit, what they call Netflix and chill, right? It's yes. okay. Or it's okay to go, you know, instead of going to the club to go bowling, to go yeah. to the park and bike ride, or you could still do fun things without having to go to the club to do fun things. That's not mm-hmm. the only way to have fun. There's so many other ways out here to have fun with your lover, whether they old, younger, the same age or whatever. And some people just want to just be out on the scene. And it's like, a lot of times being on the scene is because you're on the scene because you are looking for somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you found somebody, sit your butt down a little bit and, you know, try to change your perspective. It's like, okay, we can go on trips and have fun. Let's go to the resort and party at the resort mm-hmm. and party in another country. That's different. You know, right. something different than the usual. Okay, the next one is confidence. A lot of times, older people are just more confident. They're confident in who they are. They're confident in what they bring to the table. They're confident in what they need relationship-wise. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to figure anything out anymore. They aren't worried about what they can and can't do. They know what they can and can't do. And they normally have already accepted that. And it's like, either you're going to take it or you leave it, boo. Yep. <laughs> it is what it is. This it is what, is what it is. <laughs> this is what you get. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they be still trying to figure themselves out. Again, that all goes with growing up, maturity, and time, right? And then once you get a little older, the biggest thing for me is I always feel like it's like, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then... That's maybe that attitude of not caring what other people think and what other people's imagined vision of you and what your life should be is not important because at this point you realize that it's about what makes you happy. Yeah. What makes 
They're the ones that's just trying to figure, they're still trying to figure it out. They're still trying to figure out who they are and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's being, being okay with that part. Mm-hmm. Being okay. We talked about finances earlier. A lot of the times, okay, if you're older, a lot of the times you're more financially stable because you have, you've figured it out. Like when you, we're not mm-hmm. 20s and 30s, we don't know a lot of the times, our 20s, early 30s, say we haven't figured out finances like that. Right. But by the time you're about 40, 45, you should know something. Now, you shouldn't be making crazy financial choices at that point, even though I know some people do. But I'm saying you should be more financially mature the older you become. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times finances are a pro. Honesty. I, you know what? This reminds me of how they say the little old ladies, they're just going to tell you the truth because they don't care anymore. It's like, I ain't you don't care. To lie. <laughs> just like. Right. Don't even care. This is the truth. This is my truth. This is it. Take it. Leave it. That's it. <laughs> and then also, you know that being honest is really what's going to help build a healthy relationship. Yes. Lying is just not worth it at this point. Um, it is so not. Um, Travel. I, I know we talked about travel because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people that are older, a lot of times they don't work as much because or maybe they've nearing retirement or they understood the value of the importance of taking time off and enjoying life and I can tell that's something with me I'm near 40 and for me I've learned that okay I gotta take off sometimes but when I was younger I would sit down and work myself like a damn dog for these folks (laughs) and I'm like why am I doing this for these people Mm -hmm. you know as I became older I'm like no it's okay to take my PTO honey it's okay for me to get out of town it's okay for me to travel Mm -hmm. and do some things and that's what I love to do I love to travel I just said to Jody a little while ago I was like oh I'm getting that Mexico itch I'm ready to go (laughs) I'm like I need to go see me some beautiful sun and that's right like, oh, ready Girl, to go. Yes, I, I can't wait to travel after this baby, Henny, because we're going to be gone, Henny. <laughs> I know that's right. The baby just had to come on with us. The baby said, mm-hmm. come with us traveling. Nope. I don't mind bringing them. Come on, let's go. We're going to all have a good time. <laughs> Less jealousy mm-hmm. because of they're a lot more emotionally mature. Now, I'm going to say this works in both ways. I think it could be less or more. Because some people allow age to make them jealous because they become insecure. Yeah, well, insecure. am I too old for her? Am I too young for him? Or am I too mm-hmm. old for him? You know, is he looking at all these other women out here with tighter bodies, yeah. breast lifted or whatever, booty, whatever. And, and it can become an issue. I think it could go both ways. Some people, again, it comes from the confidence. So they feel more confident in who they are. They're more secure in who they are. So they have less jealousy. But I think people who are insecure in their looks and who they are and what they're bringing to the table as an older person, they can't allow the jealousy to take over a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Or they could be the other way. I don't care. (laughs) or it could be the other way I don't care right because even in my relationships now you know and I listen to people talk about things like well he he likes girls pictures on Instagram that are naked or he does this and he watches porn and stuff like that and I'm like I don't care about stuff like that (laughs) that like I 
I really don't. I don't. I care. don't care about stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I'm sure Chase sees some girls on Instagram that look cute, and she like them, and she probably go looking through their pictures and stuff. I don't care. I look at stuff too sometimes. If I see something cute or handsome mm-hmm. or whatever, shit. Sometimes I even look at the men because they be looking good too. So, but I don't see that as something threatening to my relationship and then I always tell people my wife owns a barbershop they're at the barbershop all the time I'm sure there are plenty of fine women that come in there mm-hmm. with their yeah. kids because honey I know how I would do if I had once once I have a little boy and I have to go to the barbershop I'm gonna dress up and look cute I'm not <laughs> walking in front of a bunch of men not looking cute you know what I'm saying yeah. I'm not bringing my that's just me so I'm sure there's a lot of women that come in there are a lot of women that come in that barbershop that look cute and bring their child and then or they walk past the barbershop and because it's hair salons over it's all kinds of things over there so I know she's looking at, you're so funny I know she looks and they probably have talks about it I don't give a damn I don't care no I'm confident in who I am yeah, but I also know that people gonna do what they want. But also, I know that there are other attractive people in this world. I'm not the only attractive person, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! And I know she has eyes. She's gonna acknowledge. They're gonna have conversations. That's what they do at barbershops. Yeah. Who cares? Like yeah. we have to not allow those little things to affect us to this degree. Now, if the if they out there, you know. DMing these people on Instagram now, or getting numbers or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, and getting numbers when she when they come into these barbershops then yeah that's the problem yeah that's the problem but if it's just looking and commenting chaply mm-hmm. going on don't bother me now <laughs> what you was gonna say I was gonna say just what you said when you say you go to the barbershop <laughs> looking cute <laughs> oh girl yeah I ain't finna walk in front of no man I ain't finna walk in front of no crowd of anybody. Looking crazy. <laughs> Looking I, crazy. So nah. yeah. I know what these women what do. What they do. Because I'm a exactly. woman too. <laughs> Especially those single mamas up there bring their sons at trouble. Now you know, please. Mm-hmm. Be cute, girl. Be cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So I think those are some of the things that I wanted to share about positive things that come from made similar relationships. And then last week, we talked a lot about some of the negative things. One of the one things that I feel like some of the other five things that we didn't get a chance to kind of go over is we talked about it being, an, you know, a universally quote unquote unacceptable thing because people mm-hmm. are always talking about Oh, you, you know, you a cougar or you this, yeah. you that. They talk negatively about it. But also family acceptance. That's a big one. Yes. Especially if the person you're dating has kids and their kids are your age. <laughs> Girl, close to your age. Let me tell you something. Oh, a girl. <sighs> <laughs> so I guess I can see this because I remember when my mother was dating this guy. I must have been like, maybe I was about 16, about. And he, I think he was 19 years old. All I kept thinking was, what in the... (laughs) Yeah, that may have been too young. See, that's the one thing I said. 
if I'm dating somebody young, I don't want them to be close to my child's age because then it just opens the door for stuff. That's like that. Yeah. Right. No. For me, I was young. And so I'm looking at him and all I kept thinking was this. And he just <laughs> a little older than me. He's a young boy. And I didn't. I'm like, well, what is this supposed to be? I had no <laughs> None at all. Now, as for me, only time I dated someone that was younger, but he was only about three years younger, not that big of a difference, but he didn't have any children and I had mine. Even then that kind of felt a little different to me because, you know, Mm -hmm. you're used to a guy that you're dating being older, more mature, not to say he wasn't mature, he was for his age, but he was still, the experiences were different, Mm -hmm. you know? I had already finished high school and, and doing other things. And he still had to answer to his mom and daddy back at home. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was in, the, I think he was in his last year of high school. Like, oh my gosh. So yeah. And it depends. That's another thing. It depends on when that could happen, right? Here you have somebody that's out of school. You're in yeah. college and they're still in high school. Yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> It could be a huge difference, but when it comes to the kid being close or kids being close to that person's age, you got to think about discipline. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be like, how you trying to discipline me, you know, or how you going right. to tell me what I can and can't do? Like you, my age, it's hard to be for them to have respect for that yeah. person and to accept that person as an authoritative figure. So I think you definitely have to be careful about that. The other thing is, too, what if you want kids, let's say you're the woman, you're dating an older man, he has raised his kids, and he's already raised his kids, his kids are adults, he ain't trying to have kids again, but you want kids, so that could be a really big deal breaker, and that comes with all relationships, but especially these made December relationships, because a lot of times they're not willing to start over, and they're kind of firm on that. You know what? You just saying that just remind me of a show that I watch. Mm-hmm. And it was on that show that the it was a couple and they're what is the name of that couple? They go there to that the lady, she has the curly red hair, and she's a counselor, and they go and they stay the weekend with the family. Couples, dang, I can't think of the name. Oh, is it um family therapy? It's like a family therapy type of show that comes on family or fiance. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that show. So on Family and Fiance, it's exactly the story. He and the the guy was like 50. And I mean, his son was about her age, his children. And she was like in her late 20s, maybe late Mm -hmm. 20s. And they met. He's a chef. And they loved each other. They were there with the families, you know, supposed to be saying, we're going to get married. And, you know, they're coming here to convince the families that they're going to get married. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the show, well, after sitting down with the council and talking and talking with their family, because their family's concern was valid. His family wanted to know, they knew, you want more children. I mean, you want a child because you've never had one, but he has all his kids. Mm-hmm. He want any kids and she was like no he will because it's me in her mind she kept feeling like she was going to be able to convince him and they sat there and one time she was like well you said when we first got together that you would consider he said yes I said consider did not mean I was going to because it was at the beginning 
of them dating. And then she thought, well, when you asked me to marry you, I thought that was you saying, okay, you were going to have a baby. He said, how did you get that from that? You know, so it, it's all in her perception of That's this. communication is so important. Yes. In, in her perception of them, him moving forward with her, she's still thinking, well, that means he wants to have a baby. That was not what that meant. It meant, I love you. I want to be with you. Did not mean that. And at the end, they end up going their own separate ways because- he realized at that moment, as much as he loved her, was in something that his, I don't know, some of the therapist said or someone his, his other son said, that you are, you're at a point in your life where you're, you want to travel now. Your, your restaurant is successful. The kids were all grown. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to do? And he really had to think as much as he loved this woman, he was not going to have a child. And that was going to, she would resent him. Yeah. ultimately. And if she got pregnant on sneak tip, he would resent her, right? Mm-hmm. And so, then it may not have even been a sneak tip. It, it could have just been because the kind of broke and they had a, a, you know, a reckless night and now she's pregnant. So then now you got to deal with that. You so he, know, he probably needs to get with the woman who has already had a hysterectomy, who doesn't want kids or whatever, and who's adamant about not wanting kids just as much as he doesn't want kids. And they are protecting themselves in every way possible to not have a child. Her family asked him, they were like, well, why are you feeling this adamant? I don't understand. Just have the baby. You know what I mean, and it's going to make y'all happy. And, and he said, I don't understand. For me, I'm not that father. I am involved in my children's life. I'm not just going to have a make, you know, make a baby with her and then go run in the restaurant and travel because I'm trying to open them in other countries. I'm not, that's not who I am. So I don't want to do that. And that's what I knew and felt what was coming from him. So when he said it out of his mouth, I got it. He's like, I am a hundred percent father in this relationship and raising my child. Now, if I was that other guy, like, here, I'm going to have a baby you have and I can do, then that would have been fine with her. Yeah, see, because he's the type of person that that is like, he wants to be involved. He don't want to have to, he doesn't want to have to worry about balancing work and balancing the child. Exactly. He's not at that point anymore. And I think Mm -hmm. that's awesome that he was able to do that and walk away. But you know what, what I find happens is that women will tend to lower their expectations and their desires just to be with somebody in hopes that that person's mind is going to change or Mm -hmm. in, 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 in hopes to just keep the person. And it's like, Sometimes yeah. the other person has to be the bigger person and say, no, I'm not going to allow did. you to do that to yourself. And I'm glad he was able to do that he for did. her. He did. They cried and it was a really great episode, but it was amazing to see them be able to walk away and say they loved each other and wanted each other to be happy at the end. Because she didn't want it, but he said, I can't do this to you. And it was really. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest things I could see happening between. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Also illness. That's a big thing. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Illness is a really, yeah. really big thing. And, and not to say that it can't work because it can work. But when you're dating somebody older, you know you have the risk of Alzheimer's, dementia. Mm-hmm. Those things come with age sometimes because those things kind of runs in, you know, mm-hmm. families. So that's something to think about. Or other long-term illnesses that may come up. And I know it, it could be the other way, too. Yeah, could you know, be. the younger person can get an illness that's long term too. 
However, we already know that the older we get, the more susceptible we are towards illnesses. Mm -hmm. And that can be a big challenge to face different health challenges that come up due to age. Um, Sexual issues. Yeah. And it always has to be age that do sexual issues. But we do know that sometimes the older we get, the less energy we have sexually. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have the thing with imp- what is impotence? Impotence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl, I used to pronounce that word so crazy. That's why I always have to say <laughs> it consciously. But anyway, yeah, those are just some things I just kind of wanted to throw out there. Not to say that these relationships cannot work because we talked about the pros and we talked about the cons, but they can work. It's just you want to also be aware of what those cons are so that you can communicate effectively and mm-hmm. work through those things and if you're really loving each other and really trying to build a healthy relationship with each other seek counseling if that's the case so yes. i hope y'all enjoyed this topic so next week i really want us to dive deep into health in because people i'm on a board and one of the boards that i'm on I like, like a chat board one of the boards i'm on mm-hmm. they talk about like i think my girl was like you know she had sexual partners in the past and she had this and she had that whatever and so people always say like well you're not obligated to disclose your sexual history to a man or to a woman you're not oh. obligated to do that mm-hmm. i think we should talk about that i think we should because i'm not gonna say that we're obligated to talk about how many people we slept with? Because I tell women, honey, keep that number at five. If there's anything over five, just stick with five. You do not want to be 55, just say five. Just say five, Chad. Just take 50 off and say five. You go, yeah, if it's 100, say five. You just stick to five is the magical number. They don't need to know all that. Nah. <laughs> but as far as sexual health, abortions, miscarriages, infertility things like that are those things that we should share in our next relationship mm-hmm. i want us to talk about it i think that would be good mm-hmm. girl takes it to me so i'll make sure i'll forget <laughs> yeah, i got you boo i got you boo <laughs> how much of our past sexual activities sexual health should we be sharing in our current or future relationships I think that's what I want to talk about. I think that's a very good topic. And yeah. Sounds good. All (laughs) righty. So I thank you all for joining us tonight. I hope y'all got something out of this two-part episode regarding May and December relationships. Tune in next week as we talk about what we just said. Me and this pregnancy brain, y'all. It's crazy. Forgive her, y'all. Forgive her. It's just it's just a few moments. <laughs> <laughs> just a few moments. But y'all don't go always be authentic and always be real. So, but we're gonna talk about sexual health and sexual activities, past sexual health, past sexual activities. What are those things that we should talk about and shouldn't talk about in our current or and or future relationships? All right. I can't wait to have that discussion with y'all. I hope y'all have a great night and thank y'all for joining Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.